Welcome everyone to the podcast that gives you movie and TV discussion every Tuesday and gaming discussion every Friday. The Nerdy Useless Topics Society, better known as Nuts. Because we're nuts. Oh, hi there, deep Chris. <laughs> you almost said it. You I almost said, said nothing. It. You almost I said it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, uh, but we have a special episode today. Uh, we're, I think uh, we're tentatively calling it our bite-sized episode because it's just going to be under an hour, and we'll kind of just see how short that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what bite-sized episode means, but we're, go- we're just putting down a little bit of the time just because this topic that we're going to talk about today is pretty specific, and I don't think Chris or I think it needs too much time but we also still wanted to talk about it at and yeah. it's right before endgame so we're kind of we're, we're preparing, preparing. <laughs> we're, for that we're preparing <laughs> prepare thy yes list, list. <laughs> <laughs> so, because but, joe and i are preparing a list ranking of the entirety of the mcu so far so we have and i'm checking it twice of course you are you uh yes all right well let's just get to it then (laughs) so joe the biggest thing in the news right now which isn't that much but yeah it's really not big like big news but whatever um ties into stuff mortal kombat 11 came out today and it it got really good ratings from what i saw online people were saying that it looks amazing and that it plays really well it makes me want to get the game so much honestly like i legit want to get it even though i know i don't have time to play it um the biggest criticism i heard from for this game is that there is something like injustice 2 with the armor system to where you you it's really grindy oh and yeah so like you have to grind to get specific augmentations of different armors and things and that's like the big complaint as far as i hear but i'm hoping that if people complain enough then they'll fix it because apparently like you get to unlock two augment slots and then something about and i and i don't know everything about this but something about if the element doesn't match up correctly, it doesn't work. So if it does, then That's you have interesting. to then you have to grind again, and it, like it's all a chance, and it doesn't sound that part doesn't sound so good. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. I'm sure it's not going to be as bad as the initial launch of like Battlefront Two, um, or even some of the things that did plague Injustice Two. So we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean it's gotten good reviews, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, I heard as the f- at the base of it is you know you're playing it for the fighting mechanics, and they say it's some of the best. Uh, so if you like those that style of game, definitely go out buy it. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, and then then it's got the DLC characters that'll come in the future. Oh, I did hear one so, rumored character, which I hope is true. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard the leaks about who they're supposed to be. Yes. And so we'll have to wait of, and see. Yeah, one of your, like a 
pretty strong favorite of yours. If it's <laughs> it would, you know, that would be the reason that I would get like the deluxe edition when it's cheaper in like two years. Cause that's, <laughs> the, that's the fighting game that I am. The, the style of fighting game that I play, unless it's smash, I'll wait like two or three years and then rent it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But so then what else is there in the news? Cause I think there's one other thing. That's good. And then uh, one thing that yes. was just <laughs> announced today. What? Yes. Uh, just announced today. This uh, this game called Tamarin. It was announced by the the group. Uh, what's the group? Chameleon Games. They are essentially made up of the Golden Age of Rare. One of my favorite groups of developers. They did, you know, Donkey Kong Country, Banjo Kazooie series. Uh, Diddy Mm -hmm. Kong racing um, all these really good uh, games and they're making a third person 3D world like action platformer collectathon all these different things so it sounds like it's a uh, you know it's going to be this generation's like Banjo-Kazooie and the art they have a video up on their website on chameleongames.com it looks like a Pixar movie so adorable this little like tamarind well that sounds cool yes so yeah it's coming out they said as of now the ps4 and pc if you pre-order it you get it for 10 percent off plus all these like pre-order bonuses of like some cheat codes because they still do cheat codes like back in the day some uh, wallpapers some music things like that it's nice little incentives to pre-order the game but it's it's not like a uh what is it? A um, Kickstarter or anything? It's already funded. It's coming out, but it's just you can pre-order it for a, a little bonus sometime. Probably, I think it's coming out uh, later this year, like towards the end of the year. Oh, uh, that well, that'll be that'll be really cool to see. So, yeah, because a lot of them teamed uh-huh. up to make Ukulele, which I got for the PS4, which I enjoyed. Uh, it wasn't as good overall as Banjo-Kazooie, but it was. It had the humor, it had the music, it had the feel overall. It was two characters, a bat and a chameleon. Um, so it was fun. There were some things definitely that were not as great overall, and uh, some things still didn't work well, like their camera. But I'm hoping that they learn from their mistakes, kind of, and... Uh, just yeah, continue to yeah, no, ho- hopefully. I mean, that's all we can really, really hope for. More good games, the better. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's a good segue into our discussion today because I said ukulele, it had some issues with it and it made it somewhat difficult. See what I did there. But it was not the actual like gameplay. There were some challenges that were difficult, but overall it was just some controls. Yeah. But what we are going to talk about today in our little mini episode is difficulty in games and specifically like the also like a majority will be some retro style games, even ones that are like popular now, but really just difficulty in games and the purpose of difficulty. Yeah, yeah, like. Like basically like what what constitutes like why having good like difficulty matters in games if ramping up the difficulty just makes a game better or if it impedes it stuff like that yeah 
I think, you know, one of the things that comes to mind almost immediately when I think of difficulty, not just difficult games, but difficulty in general is the scale. You could have really easy games. Some games that come to mind are a lot of Nintendo games. And they have a really good strategy now. It's almost like certain characters and certain franchises are known as the easy games, like Yoshi and Kirby. But they have hard modes to them. Or it's like, hey, if you want to play through the game, it's really easy or relatively easy. If you want 100% the game, it's going to be a bit more of a challenge. There's a lot to collect. There's a lot of certain things you have to do, secret areas you have to find, uh, and challenges. So having that difficulty and what the purpose of that is uh, across the board. I think, you know, a lot of the times having that difficulty is an incentive for players to better themselves and, you know, really beat the game. If not a hundred percent, the game just to challenge themselves, you know, it's easy to go on and play, uh, you know, a mobile game or an easy console game or handheld game and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, just mindlessly play an easy styled game that requires very little thinking. Uh, the more challenged you are, though, you know, you really get invested in these types of games, whether it's story based puzzle, you know, all different genres across the board. Oh, yeah. And like, especially for people that really like get into, like you said, like these these type of games or really want to like get something out out of the franchise it also gives a a level of replay replayability because Mm -hmm. if you have certain story modes like in games that you can play and then you unlock better newer difficulty people are going to want to play and invest time again and Yes, it'll be the same story, and they'll probably skip the cutscenes, I'd imagine. But like, it gives them a new challenge. It lets them try to think of different strategies for different bosses that that they may not have done before. Because yeah. there, there's a very simple example with this, actually, and it, it kind of we didn't talk about this in the news. I, I forgot I should have mentioned it. But so Kingdom Hearts. Usually, like they have a, like an easy, a normal, and a proud mode in all their games, and then what they've done with like releasing their final mix versions is that they release something called critical mode, which gives you a lot less like HP, gives you like gets you die faster, easier, basically, and your your special abilities change. Uh, so you have to be really careful and like think about what you're doing in boss battles instead of just going in and hitting the X button and trying to swing at people and hurt them. And they just released, actually, they just released Critical Mode today as of our recording for Kingdom Hearts 3 because Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't come with it. So... Now that's going to get people playing it again because it gives them a new challenge and lets them kind of get more of a sense of pride of, hey, look, I'm really good at this game. And also for the fact that Kingdom Hearts 3, even on proud mode, was way too easy. Yeah. And that's, I know, uh, I'm sure you're going to play, do you think you're going to play through the new one? When I get time, yeah, I, I, I'm going to try because I've beaten every Kingdom Hearts game on critical mode so far. Excellent. So I have to. Yeah. 
Um, so I think, yeah, nowadays, like starting there, there are some really good, difficult games. Uh, one series that comes to mind is Dark Souls. It's known, it's famous for being insanely difficult. Um, and even people get creative with the way they play. I'll never forget, I think we read it in college. Someone beat the game using a modded uh, rock band drum controller, and they beat the game using the drums. And they're like, just the amount of time <laughs> and patience yeah, yeah. to play through that and not using regular button inputs, but using like the four drum pads plus the uh, pro symbols and the kick pedal. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Pe- people do interesting things to give themselves a challenge. I mean, because if you really like something, I guess to make it more interesting, because you want to keep going back, but you want to change it up a bit, you you just try to mod things in the craziest fashion that you can. Yeah. Um, so Dark Souls, obviously, it's known for its difficulty. Um, and, you know, I had never got into it. It was it's, it's just too difficult. I remember going to Comic-Con a couple of years ago and they had for Dark Souls 3, they had stations set up to play it and I got my ass kicked uh, and I kept trying for about 10 minutes and I was like, I could see the appeal and I'm sure the people that know the controls and everything still have a challenge, but like enjoy it. I was like, there's too many games. It's like having you know too much on Netflix, too much on your list. I'm like, I don't have the time for this. i was like this is awesome i'm dying but it's okay yeah that so for that like dark souls because dark souls is definitely one of the hardest games i've ever played back when i was in college in new york actually um me and some classmates who worked in in this hospital together I worked in the hospital and did research with we had, we had a party and our, our game was basically one of the games that we played was dark souls. And we switched controllers every time one of us died. And we yeah. wanted to see how far in, in the game, uh, the controller we went. switch and we, the, the controller switch you were like, okay, it'll probably be like, a while before the next person gets a controller. No, it's like every minute on the minute <laughs> someone got a controller. Cause like we were stuck at this spider queen. I forget her name. And we were getting <laughs> shit on all yeah. of us. It wasn't, didn't help that we were a little drunk, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. But, uh, but dark souls is one of, the good examples, Dark Souls and Bloodborne are yes. one of the good examples of what like modern games with high difficulties. And those games have a really a strong cult following and they're loved. I, I've personally never got too far into them besides playing them on games like that. But people love those games. Yeah. Uh, some other like more modern ones. I know. It was either, I think it was even, honestly, eight, not nine. But when I think we were in high school, Mega Man 8 came out on the Wii. And uh, I think it was then, like, ported over to the PS3 and the 360. 
uh, it, it was either eight or nine. I'm pretty sure it was eight first. And that was a big deal because it was going back to the original art style of Mega Man, like one through seven, the little like not even the Mega Man X art style from the Super Nintendo is just like the little blue guy with big eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was difficult. I remember playing, uh, one of my friends had it on their Wii and we played and it was just so difficult, but so much fun. Cause I remember playing that when I was little and like some of the controls, like muscle memory kicked in. Um, I didn't make it very far, but it was still the platforming was so insane. You had to have perfect, timing and muscle movement in your thumbs for it to for you to even advance past the opening level um another one that i know we both played at least on the computer like as a flash game uh, it started off like that and now it's gone into this like huge franchise is the trials series so like trials fusion mm-hmm. but it was essentially what started off as these or maybe even it was on the consoles first but we played these dirt bike games where you use the keyboard the left and right arrows to move uh, but it was all a physics based game and it was so difficult it's the same thing as Mega Man 9 it was all like a different kind of platforming you're moving forward and if you hit like if you try to balance yourself slightly differently than you're supposed to then you break like a rag doll <laughs> That's funny. And I know the games are still coming out on the, they have one on the PS4. I think it's like trials might be trials fusion, um, but something uh, HD on the PS4. Yeah, there were like back in the day too. um, You also had, if you, if you ranked up the difficulty on, on it, like you had the games like street fighter, which wound up, being extremely difficult. And that for me could have been just like lack of as a child understanding how to do combos properly. Um, but like, I like if I put the difficulty like basically all the way up and I try to get through any of like of the, the just going through the, basically the ladder and trying to fight my way to the top. Um, yeah, I got, I got shit on so much like the computer and a lot of like with fighting games as you do difficulty, like you rank up in difficulty, the computer kind of knows what you're going to do before you you're going to do it. So yeah, it's, it's meant to be more difficult and they make it to where it's kind of unfair and you've got to pass pass that somehow now street fighter is not the hardest fighting game in the world it's just what i have the most experience with besides like mortal Kombat. yeah i think uh even like more recently i you know i've always been into smash brothers i've been playing that and you know there's certain things like you can play with your friends if no one's ever even picked up a controller before you can teach them the basics and get into okay this is how you just do a a basic smash attack and these are how you do your powers and your just regular punches and jabs and you know throw them off the screen you go online and it's not lagging and you have people that have mastered like every little move of the game you know how to 
just hop back and forth how, uh, how to meteor smash someone in the air. And uh, yeah, and it's like if you don't, you know, and it's a whole other ball game. It's like you can play against the hardest difficulty in the game, and that's like really strong. And then you go up against these players that have mastered it. And it's like that's what the online gaming uh, has come to. But it's, I mean, it's, you know, it gets yeah. you to like I learned how to do some moves just because that's like you have to. Well, it's you know, sink or swim. Oh yeah, you you've got to just learn the the little intricacies of the game, and you've got to be able to. You gotta be able to react to all sorts of, of different things. Cause like, especially in fighting games, every character has like unless it's a really poor fighting game, characters have specific movements. Yeah, every bit of their control you, is like different. Yeah. Yeah. For you controlling them and then for you trying to defend against them, like characters have different hitboxes to where like if they swing like one character may hit you in this range, another character will hit you in this range. So you've got to know your character really well, and you've got to know the other character ver- that you're against really well at the same time. And on top of that, you got to know what the if you're playing someone else, you got to know what the tendency of that player is to with that character. So it becomes like this multi-level like difficulty which is kind of fun when you're playing so someone else yeah and um you know i think the key to all of all of these games we're talking about and really just difficulty in general is you know stay calm and just be patient (laughs) because you know it's hard to do yes you have to breathe especially especially when you're like a little kid and you're like i don't like i don't get this this is stupid goodbye <laughs> well well that and like when remember when you're a little kid and you're playing these games and let's keep it with fighting games for this example yeah. you basically ban a move because you think it's cheap and of course that's the only move that your friend uses because you say you don't they're not allowed <laughs> to use it that was like when i played street fighter 2 and i played as a what's his name dollism or dolly the fire and i would just do the fire spit move from across the screen it was essentially like the fighting equivalent of like you know shooting you know just a ranged attack from a distance and just pummeling them into submission <laughs> or blanca's yeah. like electric uh electric like hug <laughs> or e honda's endless punching and moving ability yeah so it's like there's ample opportunity to like exploit stuff and like when you're when you're going against like real people, like difficulty is one thing. Like that's going, of course, it's going to be really difficult. But then, like when you're not playing against like a person, when you're playing against a computer, like what's really like for fighting game wise? Because I'll, I'll just stay on the fighting game subject. For a fighting game, what makes it a good difficult opponent is if like. You know they they react well to you, and they they do these different moves for different situations, and you know it feels like you're fighting someone else, and it actually provides a challenge, as opposed to like when they try to make it difficult by like giving the character some sort of invulnerability to like like when they get hit, they don't stagger, 
and they basically spam the same like tackle move you or something like that that you can't avoid the entire time yeah so um yeah well so another another area actually the reason i even thought of this to begin with is there's a release uh around now or it's coming soon if it's not already released it's super meat boy forever which is i believe coming to the switch my worst enemy. <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> Joe. Uh, a vegetarian for people who yes. don't get the joke. They're like, oh, send him. Uh, so oh, Super no. Meat Boy Forever is just like the remastered, like with all the bells and whistles of Super Meat Boy, which is a sequel to, yeah, to you know, all these different, it's this game where you play as essentially just a little cube of meat with, you know, it's anthropomorphic, so you have arms and legs but you're just a little smiley face piece of meat and you have to platform and you can do all these little levels and there are like buzz saws and things to stop you and kill you and you die a lot uh and there are some achievements for like making it through the game without dying and it's like you know less than one percent ever even do it because even <laughs> getting to the end is ridiculous let alone doing it without dying so uh yeah there's plenty of games like this where it's just like these they're designed to be difficult. And it made me think back to the old games um, on like the arcade, the NES, um, a lot of the older systems. Um, and we were talking about this, like the, one of the reasons that developers made games insanely difficult is well, compared to now, I, I would say is that the size of a game on any of those systems is less than the speed the amount of space that a picture uh, takes up when you send a picture <laughs> over your phone, that one picture has more uh, megabits than any of these old games did. So that's there's crazy. A, yeah. So the fact that these games had just so little space, they had to also, they weren't that long if you were able to beat them in the fastest way possible. I mean, that's why we have speed runners that get through you know, Mario brothers in eight, nine minutes. Uh, yeah. Because they know all the, now it's been, you know, decades, they know all the stuff, but to make games last longer and have that replayability, you had like cheat codes that let you, or so that let you get to specific levels. Um, also the difficulty was there. So you could replay it and it would extend the gameplay because you could play a game that like, if you knew how to play it, you could finish a game game in less than two hours and people are spending you know 50 60 70 80 90 dollars back then unadjusted for inflation mm -hmm. uh, so you'd want to get your money's worth so people would you know play these very difficult games and even some easy games back then had difficult parts to them the first kirby game for the nes kirby's adventure has i believe four worlds and once you beat them, you get like the new game plus mode. It's like a much harder mode. Now, you know, going back and playing through it, you're just like, okay, it's not that difficult, but it is a big step up from like a very easy game. And it's just. Yeah, it's it's stuff like The Last of Us had that too, to where like in the normal mode, The Last of Us, you basically had that superhuman hearing. And, you know, if you hit the, the stick, you could see outlines of people as they made noise. If you ramp, ramped it up to the grounded most mode. Dif 
Yeah, grounded. No, that's what it's called. Thank mm -hmm. you. You didn't have that anymore. So it was like real life and you would get killed a lot more <laughs> often because it was you had to figure out where people were and figure out their movements without the help of the sound. And it was a lot easier for you to die, too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into that in a second, like more of the newer games with these difficulty patches. Just real quick, wanted to say some like games that we talked about that were insanely difficult from uh, uh, back in the older generation of systems was like Punch-Out on the NES, Battletoads, that was like both Sega and uh, the NES. Oh, oh yes. Uh, it was tough. Uh, and it's like one of the notoriously most difficult games of all time. And TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. Uh, and, you know, a lot of these games got ported, but the difficulty was just like, you know, there was artwork in the background of these scenes. And without realizing you would hit something, a pixel would hit something and you would die. Uh, like, you know, you say water level for any game before 3D, even some 3D gaming <laughs> games. But it was just like, oh, the controls are terrible. You're moving around. It was awful. You're going to die. Yeah, I, I mean, may, maybe that's part of the reason why some of the beginning, like the early games were so difficult is because it's not as polished like they're not as polished as they are now, like with some of their, the level design and everything like that. I mean, that could be part of the reason I know it's definitely not all. So. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous to think about everything. It is. I mean that and in the older old games, it wasn't so much a difficulty spike but it was more frustration than anything. Yeah. It's like there was you, no I, mercy. It was, you had to, if it was platforming, you had to make the specific jump. If it was racing, you had to cut every corner perfectly. It was, there was not any hand holding. And there was, yeah, there was no auto save. No. So yes, you, you had to write, you down. screw up. You're doing the whole thing. All over again. Yeah. Like, yeah, I talked about cheat codes where you can enter that and go to a specific level. Not every game had that. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the games you had to start all over. And that was normal. You would get to like the final boss or even the final world or something and die. And you have to go back to the beginning and be like, oh, well, that's a couple hours. You know, yeah. people get pissed now. It's like, oh, I saved over. Uh, I have to go back. Where were you? Oh, I was across the map. It was like a 10 minute like travel by horse or <laughs> like, all right, well, you, you, it's you like, know hey, nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, can't you fast travel or something? <laughs> well, yeah, but I got, I got these, the, this uh, armor set. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Back in my day. Sorry, but um, yeah, and especially the RPGs. Like, oh my gosh, if, if you were at like. A lot of the times as a kid, and even today, sometimes I would I would do this. Today I don't really have to worry because of autosave. But like you're like, this gate, this part's a breeze. I know there's a save spot here, but those whole two seconds of saving, not worth it. Too much time. I'm going to keep going. Dead. And 
then you screw up, you die, and you're like, well, there goes about 10 hours of my life. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think back to like not just the old generation of systems, but like even more, like even last gen, some. I don't, I don't know about my PS4, but there were definitely, I'm sure there definitely was, but sometimes where it's like, you just don't save or you have auto save turned off and you're like, ah, oh, crap. And you yep. just, you're like, <laughs> uh, I know it's something definitely, I don't remember something a couple of years ago. I don't remember the game specifically, but I remember playing and something happened and it didn't save for like the last two hours. And I was like, I am not going to play this game for a little a while because i just don't want to redo that one like chapter or area <laughs> i was like i'm just done for a couple weeks yeah i've had that happen to me too i'm like no not again absolutely yeah. not um uh, but yeah, it, yes. old, old times were fun yes and going into what you were saying with like how games kind of and especially tying in with like kingdom hearts there's a lot of difficulty patches uh, and new game plus modes. Now, a lot of these usually say, okay, if it's a new game plus, it's like, oh, continue, uh, start over the game, harder difficulty, a lot more like limitations, but you got to carry over your experience and any whatever, uh, like depending on the type of game, you got to carry over your stats from your original playthrough. Yeah. Um, and that's so many different genres have that. And difficulty patches too. It's like essentially a similar thing. You might have to start from scratch, but it's just a much harder mode uh and a lot of these have game i remember one came out it was either i don't remember if it was witcher 3 or not but i think it was it was a uh no far cry primal which you know isn't forgettable now but i remember yeah. playing that on the ps4 and it was uh, they added this mode called i don't remember what it was like something like primal mode or something like that but it added all of these elements to the game where it was like you need to eat you need to sleep if you're going to a cold area you have to stay warm if you're going to a or a cold area you have to stay warm if you're going to a hot area you have to stay cool um you need uh you know you take uh damage much more realistically um uh, you know, you, you have much less stamina, all this stuff. It made it much more realistic and they added a lot more um, like elemental things to it that made it much mm. more realistic for a Neanderthal game <laughs> like where you play as yeah. a caveman. Um, and I, that was a couple of years ago. But now like Red Dead Redemption 2 has similar things, which you know some people did not like that they made so many things realistic. You need to eat, you need to sleep, you need to feed your horse, you need to take care of these things. It's like adds life sim to it in a way. And a lot more games are doing this um, or at least having these patches where it's an option. Um, and that I always think is interesting. It's a different form of difficulty. Uh, some people think it's like tedious other people think it's like, oh, it makes it more realistic. Um, I think overall it's just it's there to, you know, make it less easy for you. It's making it more challenging. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's there there's making it more challenging and making it pointlessly more challenging. Like tedious. Yes. Um, so some of my biggest gripes with like difficulty boost are if the difficulty boost only is like characters hit you harder or yeah and have or, more health 
Yeah, like that, that's boring. It's just the same stuff. I just have to be a little bit more careful. That's all. Um, and uh, to an extent, I don't like for the most part, actually, I really don't like it to where like if they just add something that isn't really core essential to the game to try to make it difficult, like like having to like eat or fish stuff yeah. like that. Like if that's like to me, that doesn't really enhance the gameplay. It just makes something else that I have to do. That's really boring. But if, if you add difficulty such as taking away a main feature, like the last of us did that really helped you and you relied on during the game, that's kind of cool. Um, or give characters like characters that were in the previous difficulty, like, like they do different things, like make them do different things, have different ways to, to fight you and all this different stuff. But like, I just don't, I want it to be purposeful and challenging at the same yeah. time. Basically. I know like some, uh, like the Castlevania series did things where like after you play through or something like that, you can unlock different characters. And that actually did change part of the storyline and the way you played the game. Or like, I remember perfect dark, uh, on the uh, N64 had like, you know, increased difficulty also added different objectives. So you were doing more challenging things, uh, but it did change the actual gameplay. So, you know, it's just an a interesting way of yeah. just not just saying, oh, the enemies take double the uh, hits, um, you know, or even like we just said with uh, Last of Us, like taking away all the things that make it, uh, you know, feel like a game and make it like, hey, you're actually um, playing through this. I think that would count as something that's like fundamentally changing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some good things. Um, trying to think anything else. I know we were talking briefly. Uh, we were going to say something about like I said, the NES and the super NES classic. They're just an excellent collection of like all these old games that have some difficulty to them. So, and they added some bonuses of like, you can pause the game. You can rewind. If you make a mistake, you can, there's save slots. Uh. Um, so like I remember I'm playing through or I not recently, but I was playing through the Legend of Zelda Link's uh oh goodness, not Link's Awakening. That's the Game Boy one. Uh Link to the Past, which was one of the first okay. video games I ever played. That and Super Mario World. And yeah. I remember I could never get past like the second boss, whoever I went after. I could do the first one, I could never do anything past that. Then I'm like, wow, I'm flying through I played through most of the game in like an afternoon one day a couple months ago and was like, why was this so hard? And then I realized I'm like, why is this so hard? As I hit reset, rewind 15 seconds. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, because I'm basically like <laughs> just undoing any mistakes that I have. I'm like, man, I'm having a perfect game. <laughs> I'm getting I like I would have got my ass kicked still. It was fun. But now we're going to go into our last area that we're going to talk about. This this is just like we came up with a a top list like top two or three i know i have three i'm sure joe you have two 
I do have two, in fact. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but this is, because we were talking about difficulty, we wrote down some of the hardest games we ever played. Now, the three that I picked, I don't think necessarily are the hardest games ever, but these are ones that uh, mean a lot to me uh, for their own specific ways. So they were very difficult uh, and I played them. Like if I said like a Dark Souls, Dark Souls is very difficult, but I didn't really play that, so I'm not going to put that on my list. So some of the hardest games that we ever played, this could mean, oh my, uh, this could mean uh, something like you play a couple of times uh, or you can't get past like the tutorial area or something that you almost perfected, but you just couldn't ever do it. So I'll start with my first one from the NES. And I played, actually, I played this one for the first time on the Super Nintendo, the SNES, uh, in my Super Mario All-Stars. The game was Mario The Lost Levels. This game was originally only released in Japan because it was found, uh, it was just extra levels that mm -hmm. they never released in the original Super Mario Brothers game. And... It was just, yeah, it was very difficult. So they, and they packaged it over there as just like Super Mario 2. And then Super Mario 2 here was actually a completely different game. Ah, it's going to, I'm going to get like hate on this, at least by myself. It's like Doki Doki something, Panic. And I could be completely wrong. But I know it's a, um, it was based on a different game completely in Japan. And they just added skins for Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad. So, but Mario the Lost Levels was originally Mario 2 over in Japan. Over here was Mario the Lost Levels. It was very difficult. It had precise platforming from almost the beginning. It was like the equivalent of starting at World 5 or 6 in the original game and going through uh, all of these new levels and castles and stuff. Yeah. And it was very difficult. Uh, and I remember being discouraged because you know, Super Mario Brothers was one of the earliest games I played. Uh, and once I got a handle on how to play in Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3, I was upset that I was like, oh, I can't really, this is so much harder. And it just took a lot of practice over the years. It was not like a, a couple, like over the summer I got really good at it. It was just, I keep going back to it over the years and be like, okay, I could do this now. I still would probably have difficulty playing it, but it's just a fun, for me, it's, it was one of the hardest games. And I remember like my siblings and I all like taking turns, you know, when you die, you trade the controller. And that was a big deal. Uh, so that's my first one. Yes. How am I going? Yes. Oh, okay. So mine is on the super NES and this game frustrated me for so many reasons. And that is Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. The game, like, obviously what the game was, was that you're playing as Luke Skywalker through the Star Wars story. And it was just like, like there were parts where like you had your blaster and then you had to like take these, these different creatures like in the snow level and stuff, trying to roam around. It, oh, it's so basically, tough. yeah, it was basically a Star Wars platformer and it was just the controls were a pain. The, the creatures like 
somehow always killed you really easy. Yes. Even if you're uh, a Jedi Knight, you would die like in a couple yeah. hits. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like you would just get destroyed by little things like bats yeah. and stuff. Yes. And the whole series was difficult. It really was. And then like it, it was hard because like a lot with platformers, you make the wrong move and, and your guy's instantly dead. And the the controllers like the controls, as far as I remember, like the person that Luke who you were playing as like he felt so heavy when when you were playing as him and he didn't move well and i was like this is not what a jedi should do but it was the thing that stunk you can't chalk it up to oh it was an old game because lucasarts had a history at the time even of really good uh games they had platformers they had the adventure games they had like the cornerstone of the point and click adventure game on the pc but they had uh, and some Super Nintendo games at the time and Genesis games had characters that did control differently. So it was just like, you know, I think it just some things weren't held up to the standard as they were today. If they were released now or re-released, I think they actually were on the PS4 a few years ago. Yeah, I think you could play all three. I Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure you can look up Super Star Wars, Super... Empire Strikes Back and Super Return of the Jedi and play them for like five, ten dollars each or something like that. But I'm sure they did uh-huh. not like change anything. It's probably just a straight port, so the controls are gonna be sloppy. It it was. It was just so sloppy. I guess like I mean, obviously there were other characters that you got to play besides Luke, but most of the time I remember yeah. playing as Luke. Like I I think you got to play as Han and Chewbacca at points, but it was just, I honestly don't think I ever got to the end of that game because it frustrated me. I had such little patience as a kid as is. I just, I just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was, like I said, patience. It's all about patience then. Uh, I'm going to say my last two together Mm -hmm. because they're somewhat similar. Um, But so one was on the N64, one was on the GameCube. Uh, I'll do the GameCube one first because I played it a lot less. So this whole series, it was actually, I believe, the last uh, one, the last entry in the series. F-Zero GX Grand Prix. Uh, that was Captain Falcon's last standalone game besides, you know, the fact he's been in all the Super Smash Brothers games. Um, but that racing game, mm-hmm. it was... Uh, since it's uh, original F-Zero on the Super Nintendo, it was fast, fast, fast paced. Uh, you know, it's very different than like Mario Kart. There was no items. It's just a space racing game. Very high speed. No room for error. You had to precisely like cut the track at all the right uh, turns and everything. And you couldn't bump into certain people. I remember like one race uh, we played it at like a friend's house and he was like, oh, you already like playing through the story. It was like, not even, it was like the second or third race. And it's like, you bumped into someone. He's like, you're not going to win. It's like, what, why? I only bumped into it. It's like, yeah, but they're going to be, you have to do this near perfectly. And it was just so ridiculously hard. I was <laughs> like, I'm thank God I'd never bought it, but I, for like probably a year or two, <laughs> we would try to play through that game. And I think like one of them was able to get through, uh, using either cheats or like the game shark 
to, to cheat their way through. Um, the N64 one though, I yeah. played this so much. This was like, we didn't have Mario Kart 64. All the friends did. So we would like trade games and stuff. We had Diddy Kong racing and that was so much fun. I loved it. And it was so freaking hard. It was, uh, it was cool because yeah. it had a story <laughs> to it, you know, for as much of a animal platformer, like racing game could, but it was this evil wizard, banish i don't know it did something uh and you had to like beat all these people in races <laughs> and do the challenge races where you had to not only do the races but there was like coins hidden on the tracks like off the road and things like that and you had to like get all eight of the coins while also yeah. getting first place and then you re-race each boss in the four worlds and then you unlock a fifth secret world and you fight the after the boss and you fight him for his final form and all it was so ridiculous but it was another one that you know as a kid, I remember the third world I hated because it was a water world and you could play as um, a race car, a hover boat or a hovercraft uh, like on the water or a plane. Yes. And some you like when you did free play, you could choose. But on yep. the actual like story races, you had to do certain ones. And that boss, both him and the second world boss, they both used the hovercraft. And that thing was so sloppy. You could like. Yeah, I remember being in college and like playing through it again and finally being able to like beat some of these bosses that I wasn't able to beat as a child. I was like, this is ridiculous. It, you needed perfection. There was uh, a few items like those balloons on the course. And it was like, don't waste time trying to get some of these. These are there to distract you. Get like only the th three or four you need. Shoot them, slow them down, beat them any way you can. And it was so tough. Um, and uh, yeah. I still remember that oh, I remember finally that well. beat the M boss, and it was like junior year, sophomore year of college. I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> it was so like it was uh -huh. so earned. <laughs> finally, and, uh, but it still wasn't one hundred percent because there was a whole like extra character, the TT, the clock, who was the ultimate character. He was like full stats, everything, but you had to beat. Yes, you uh, had to yes. beat his ghost in all of the time trials, and he was like the perfect racer. So you had to somehow beat him, and I got like half, and I was happy with that. And then I finally was like, "This is never going to happen." <laughs> I'm just <laughs> throwing in the towel. Yes, that damn clock with a smiley face. <laughs> beat it. So yes, hardest. <laughs> that was one of the hardest games I ever played, uh, and I loved it. Yeah, I can. I remember that being hard, like really hard. And so, what is your last one? So the mine wasn't mine's more so on this list because <laughs> I hated the final boss so much. Uh, and that that is what drove me insane about this game. Um, so and it's not a very good game either. I will admit uh, Mortal Kombat three is what's on I my list. Because <laughs> well, Mortal like Kombat series, mostly. Yeah, I, I love the series. Mo most of it, yeah. Um, so Mortal Kombat 3 was the second game with Shao Kahn in it, because Shao Kahn was the final boss in this game, just like Mortal Kombat 2. Um, it, if you go with the original, the roster wasn't that good. They made an Ultimate Edition with everyone on it, so they improved it. But... Really what it is, is it's this is kind of like how we discussed with fighting games at earlier is that, you know, they, they ramp up the 
difficulty to where the fighting games pretty much can predict your moves before you actually do them. So that that gets frustrating, especially like as a child and you're trying to work your <laughs> way you through lose. the ladder and and then you you make it there and fir- the first first thing you have to fight is Minotaur which my god he just he pops in and out on the left or right side of the screen <laughs> he takes up like half of the screen uh and he's like invulnerable to a lot of your attacks so it's like your normal like fighting style will not work on him like you can't just play play it like you normally would with any other character you have to adjust and you basically have to be cheap be cheap to beat him and then if you somehow manage to beat him and you get to shao khan shao khan again i mentioned this actually when we were talking about like difficulty yeah um shao khan what he is able to do basically he hardly gets hurt from your attacks like he he just he they don't really do much of anything to to him and then he will just he's got moves like he throws his his javelin or he just like speed tackles you and like he will spam that <laughs> forever and then and sometimes he just l- laughs at you and calls you pathetic, which it's really makes it even more job. infuriating. So much. So much. And you choke so on. <laughs> much. I beat him. I did beat him at one point, but it's just like that process, man. It's that he was. He was too difficult in not a fun way. You I had to resort to being cheap. And I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that that's just mine. Yeah, so these are some of our, uh, like we said, hardest games that we played, especially that have some, like, a, a special, like, connection to us specifically. Like, have we played harder games than these? Yes. Uh, but these are just some of the hardest ones uh, that we played that definitely made an impact. So, uh, you know, definitely let us know what some of the hardest games or even if you want to get really into it, missions or bosses, hardest games were, uh, you know, tweet us out at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email. Let us know because we are at all the things. All the things. We're at Nuts Podcast 22 at Facebook and Instagram, Nuts Podcast 1 at Twitter and Nuts Podcast 22 at gmail.com. So please shoot us an email, like, share, subscribe, all of the things. Yes. I appreciate everyone to listen for listening to yes. this so much for this being a bite-sized episode yep. <laughs> because we're at, we're at an hour. Yep. As, so as... enjoyed the regular episode or at least, yeah, it's going to be funny too. I, I hope you enjoyed it. That, thank you. Yes. For those who got all the way through this. Thank you. And you're listening to this probably like I saw this on my, like the time, bar at the bottom they're saying this is bite size the hell are they talking about (laughs) we sit on the throat of lies (laughs) uh so yes thank you very much yes thank you but again we will see you later for for our lovely discussion of 
the new Avengers yeah. movie Tune in. game. This will go out. That episode will go out on Tuesday, the 30th. Tuesday. So we will discuss all spoilers for Endgame and just our ranking of all the MCU movies and just probably and uh, talk about where we think the MCU is going. So definitely tune into that. It'll be good. Yes. But last but not least, I am Joe. That sound like a question almost. I am Groot. <laughs> we are Groot. Stay dirty. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>